see. Is this expanded right here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're so excited. Um, I'm super excited to have my friend Jacinda here with us tonight. And thank you for being here and saying yes. It it takes a lot of courage to talk about what, what we're, we're about to talk about. And to some of the questions that were sent in are really deep, uh, really, it kind of caught her off guard. She's like, well, these questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're we're super excited. You know, if you are joining us now, we're talking about healing, dating, and hope after divorce. And you'll get to hear a little bit about her story. Then we're going to move into questions and answers that you guys submitted and some that I had for her personally as well. And while we're on the live, feel free to uh, submit any other questions as well that you may have, and we'd love to answer them at the end too. We're going to give some time for ministry, some time for prayer at the end, and um, just release some words of encouragement over you. And so if you see me looking down at times, it's because I am making sure I'm also keeping up with you guys here. <laughs> but we would just want to start us um, start us off in prayer. So Lord, thank you so much for this evening. We thank you for anyone watching God that's either watching now or watches it later through a friend's page because they hit that share button and they're like, wow, I just happened to see this. And it was an on-time word, an on-time moment because I was giving up hope. Lord, thank you, God, that you speak through us. We're just your vessels. Thank you for anointing my friend Jacinda. Thank you for the courage that you've given her, the strength, the joy, the supernatural um, peace and perseverance god i i just keep hearing supernatural perseverance is what you've given her and it's what you'll you'll allow her to give other people through her yes even when it's uncomfortable we bless this time with you tonight lord in jesus name amen 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 well thank you for um for being here and is there anything that you wanted to start off with saying or anything no let's go let's <laughs> jump in okay awesome so before we go into the q a I, I asked Jacinda what I, I would love to ask Jacinda, what is your view of marriage before you were married? And then once you were married, what was one of your best moments, toughest moments and the moment when you knew it was over? And I can kind of ask those throughout, but what was your view of marriage before you were married? I thought this is a good question. Yeah, I got married when I was 22 years old. And I thought that I feel like I had a biblical view because I, yeah. I grew up in church. You know, you don't have sex before you're married. You find the person that you can um, become one with and you yeah. um, uh, you build God's kingdom. That was kind of my mm -hmm. viewpoint and thought about marriage. We were married for about 10 years. Um, yeah. 12 technically, but 10, yeah. you know, and what was your next question? And the next question was, um, once you were married, what was some of your best marital moments that you experienced? I loved building with my ex-husband, now ex-husband. Yeah. I loved when we came up with a plan and we would strategize how we were going to meet the goal. That <laughs> yes. was my favorite part about this a little married. closer to you. Yeah. And what would you say is one of like your tougher moments that you experienced in marriage? I think probably the toughest moment was when my then spouse came to me and said, I don't want to be married anymore. I think mm. that was a really tough moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, what did you do in that moment? When I that was shocked. Mm -hmm. I thought in that moment that maybe he was just really mad or really frustrated mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. he would just kind of get over whatever. So yeah. I don't think I fully yeah. um, understood the weight of those words yeah. until later. But I think that was probably the toughest moment. Did you think like maybe he didn't mean it or maybe he'll... Yeah, or... like... Maybe, you know, because when you're married, you know how sometimes you have those patterns of fighting, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of sometimes it's the same things over and over. And right. I thought, oh, this is just another one of those moments. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that it was he meant for real, for real. Yeah. Done. And that kind of ties into to kind of like this last question is um, what would you feel was the moment where you knew it was over? Um, so I know personally knowing you, there was a time where. Um, you guys did reconcile. Mm -hmm. So when did when did you personally know like, okay, this this actually is over? I want to do my best because I'm because one thing that I really believe in is honoring yeah, the person. Yes. Always sure. honoring the person. So I'll share and be authentic, but at the same time with the caveat that I yes. won't tell all the things. Yes. Because I want to honor. But yeah, I think I, I knew it was done, done. When we had reconciled and he just said, you know, I don't think I can do this. Mm. And I think in that moment, because you saw how much, yeah, how much work and how much effort went in, I just, I got healthier at that place yeah. at that point and realized I can't control someone else's decisions. Mm. So I had to surrender and realize if this is what you want, I'm yeah. not going to try to manipulate you. I'm not yeah. going to try to you know, make you want me. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to let it go. But that was the second, that was the second yeah. round. Yeah. That's, that's, I love that you said, like, at that point, you were already in a healthier place and you kind of knew like, okay, I can't control or change his decisions or anything like that. I know you did want to pre, uh, preface, uh, preface something um, before we started that, like you, you wanted to say like, you're not an expert oh, or no. anything like that. <laughs> no, 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 and no, I was like, no, no, no it's no, okay. No. But I know you would feel more comfortable with that. <laughs> yes. But this is um, her coming from her story. She's not telling you not to get counseling or anything like that. You'll hear more when we get into these que questions and answers. But um, she was like, I need to preface something <laughs> beforehand. Um, but to me, you are hearing from an incredible, wise um, woman of God that has gone through so many things. And you learn with your experiences. You be able, you're able to share those that wisdom with other people. And so, okay, we're going to jump in right into one of our first questions here. How did divorce affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally? Physically, I probably didn't eat as much. I was tired mm. all the time. My weight like would fluctuate and I was not sleeping mm. at all. I was running on anxiety, so I could not fully rest well. Mm. Um, emotionally, I felt overwhelmed. Uh, like I said, a high level of anxiety that I couldn't get kind of get over. Yeah. I felt displaced mm. and I felt empty. And mm. mentally, I would forget everything. It was like mm. I would go to work and I would just be like trying to do my job, but I could not fully mm. focus. Mm. So I would forget things and I would, I wasn't, I knew I wasn't showing up as my whole self. Mm -hmm. And um, being an A personality, I like to be that way. Yeah. But because of the emotional pain, it was so draining 
that I, it affected all those other areas of yeah. my life. So I actually remember waking up every day and feeling this pit in my stomach, mm. l physically feeling pain for almost like eight months to a year. Oh. Every single day I would wake up with it, just wishing and begging that it would go away. Mm. Was there anything that helped it or anything that also made it worse? The, the, sometimes I would worship and think, okay, I'm going to put all the Jesus actions into action. <laughs> yeah, I just want yeah. the pain to go away. Yeah. Um, sometimes I would worship and sometimes that would, you know, that would soothe my soul, mm, right? It would soothe so my good. heart, soothe my soul. Sometimes friends like you and others would send me, um, scriptures or, or, you know, little encouraging yeah. notes to remind me of who I am and yeah. who God says I am. And just to be really frank, I would roll my eyes. Like part of me would roll my eyes like, oh, here they go yeah. again, trying to like be yeah. on Jesus. -y. I'm mad and I'm frustrated and yeah. I feel like God disappointed yeah. me. I feel like God, God, um, I felt like, okay, God, I can serve you as Lord, but I am struggling right now to see you as father mm. because I felt like you disappointed me in that situation. Wow. Wow. Thank you for saying that. And, and being vulnerable too, because he already know Jesus already knows like our feelings, but being being open with him too about it. It yes. to me, I I, I want you guys to know that doesn't pull you away from God. Like her being honest in in those moments, like he he says he draws actually closer to us, and it makes me think of like having our own children. Right when we when we discipline them or tell them like, okay, you're you're depending on the age, like you're, <laughs> if you're in timeout or you're grounded, or if you have teens, give me your cell phone. That's like taking their life away from them. But we don't say like, okay, you know, I'm going to, um, own you or, or disown you when, when you're in your grounding periods and then I'll own you again. No. And if anything, you love them more through those, through those moments. And the same thing, I feel like God does that. Like God does that in those moments. Like, because we know, I mean, especially if we come from a place of faith, we know that God is good. Yes. We know that he has his best for us and that's his heart for us. Mm -hmm. But sometimes life happens. Yeah. And though our though we know that and our spirit knows that, our soul, mm -hmm. our mind, our will and our emotions may feel deep pain, may feel deep hurt, may feel um, broken. Yeah. So there seems there's this divide then right because my spirit and my, my my and my where i am with my faith i know that god wants what god wants for me i know his heart but i'm broken over here mm. so i feel like the lord is so gracious that he gives us the time to process where our soul our mind our will and emotions That's so good align to what his so word good. says to mm -hmm. what he what we know mm -hmm. um, that he has for mm -hmm. us and i think it's healthy and it's okay yeah. to feel those feelings and be in that process until we align and we come to a place of health yeah but we can't stop so people get stuck yeah. in their feeling but if we don't stop and continue to grow and continue to move forward even if we're crawling that <laughs> <laughs> god will eventually yeah. see god um yeah you know show himself strong in the promise yeah. That's so good. I want to touch on, I know I had already asked you this, but feeling um, in the physical aspect where you said like you felt kind of like knots in your stomach and things like that. Um, being through, uh, I, I've heard it said that sometimes going through divorce or separation or severe trauma in your relationship or marriage is like carrying grief in your body, although there wasn't a physical death. Mm -hmm. um, would you kind of agree with that? Absolutely. I feel like I, you know, the Bible says marriage is to becoming one. 
So whatever the loss is, whether it's divorce, someone dying, um, whatever the loss is, it's literally like you're breaking apart. Mm -hmm. So you're not just losing Mm -hmm. um, a marriage, you're losing a life. You're losing the story that you've been living. Mm -hmm. So it's like our bodies have to compensate. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I was forgetful. That's why, because it was like all that energy was being drawn, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? In, yeah. in, in a direction that I, that I had to, I had to contend with that emotional pain. Yeah. I had to, cont- I had to deal with it. Yeah. Do you feel like now, um, there was residual damage that you carry now, or do you feel like your physical body went through healing as well? Absolutely. I feel like as we get healthier and we, so sometimes we want what God wants mm-hmm. for us and we want healing. We want wholeness. We want um, relationship, but we're not willing to do what he's telling us to do mm-hmm. to get it. Mm-hmm. So we have to like surrender, obeying his word. And as we do that, God brings God's presence is with us, mm-hmm. but he doesn't mm-hmm. just compartmentalize, compartmentalize <laughs> if I say it right, Com- uh, his healing. Like yeah. he, Amen. like, like mm-hmm. if he comes, he's healing your body becomes his presence is there he's healing your heart if he's there he's healing your mind he's Amen. healing all of you as you yeah. go through you know as you yeah journey to heal. that's so good because he you know god wants us whole and it just makes me think of the story in the bible with the the woman with the issue of blood um that came to jesus for healing for the issue of blood but he didn't just help with that and you know she he's one of the she's one of the only people in the bible that he called daughter and he said, daughter, um, your faith has made you whole. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's beautiful. Like he, there's people that have came before, like saying with a certain prayer request, and then the Holy Spirit has revealed something else because even though they didn't bring that in addition to the prayer request, because that's how much he cares for us. Yes. He wants, he sees the whole picture. It's like, okay, maybe you came prayer request for your child, but God actually highlighted um, the depression you were, you were suffering because he wants you whole. And I I thank you for saying that. That's so awesome. Our next question is, would you recommend a specific time frame for dating after divorce? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Six months, a year, two years, 10 years, 20 years. (laughs) Um, So I heard this rule of thumb that every for every 10 years you're married, let that be the one year that you don't date Mm. to get healthy. But I really think that it's, I think that it's wise to date when you're healthy, because if you don't, you will be more likely mm-hmm. to repeat the same patterns and make the same choices that you made when you, that you probably don't want to repeat in relationship. Mm. So being, That's good. being committed to process and being committed to being healthy. Mm-hmm. So that way, cause you, one, you attract health, you attract yeah. what you are. And then two, you know, you don't, you want to be a gift to someone, right? You don't yes. want to say, here's my baggage. Because when we do that, it's That's like good. saying, I need somebody else to be my hero. Yeah. I need you to solve my pain. I need you to, I need you to solve that void of feeling alone. Mm. I need you to fix the wounds of my past relationships. Yes. And I might not be thinking that consciously, but subconsciously I'm looking for you, but that's a lot of pressure to put on someone. Oh yeah. So, but health is saying, I'm going to be whole. I'm going to recognize that I have all that I need in Jesus. Mm, And that can sound so religious, but honestly, when we learn that he literally can satisfy our needs, 
then when we look for a person or a mate or start dating, you start going, whoa, dude, I don't need you. I'm yeah. not your savior. I'm yeah. not the one. Or you start making different choices because mm, you're like, okay, good. I'm healthy. So now I know what health looks like. Yeah. I know how to love. So now I'm looking for what real love looks like. Why do I know what real love looks like? Because I've been hanging out with Jesus, growing and becoming yeah. in health. Yeah. That is so good. I hope you guys got all that meat she just gave to you and you're going to munch on it later on because this was so good. If you're just joining us now, go back and watch the playback once we hit, uh, once this live is over, but you do not want to miss this awesome, these awesome things that, that she just said. What would you say to someone watching that is contemplating divorce? Such a hard, um, I think our culture nowadays makes divorce just so easy yeah. like i'm mad at my husband or i'm mad at my wife he or she keeps doing this i'm no <laughs> longer happy anymore yeah i deserve to be happy i'm gonna divorce <laughs> and i feel like i'm not belittling that because i know yeah. that that can be a real feeling yeah but we have to remember why did god make marriage right the two are to become one and there's in that and that union and is supposed to glorify God, right? And showcase his relationship with his church, with his people. Right. And so, you know, God does not love divorce. I mean, he that is not his heart for his people. So um yeah. I feel like if you're contemplating divorce, mm -hmm just a, a couple of recommendations. Yeah. Make sure that you're not making a decision mm -hmm. when you're in as a reactionary mm -hmm. um, response to how you're feeling or if you're in pain or if you're just mm. like, like you're full of emotion, that is not time <laughs> to make a decision about divorce. Right. I believe there is safety in account in, in a, in a, uh, with counsel yes. and having people around you, close friends. Yes. Um, people that know God's word, know God's right. truth, um, who will tell you God's truth, even yeah. if you don't want to hear and it, it won't be biased and won't uh, be biased. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, I said, I got coaching and I got counseling and yeah. that literally was my lifeline. Yeah. And I think that some people circumvent the process mm -hmm. because it's not working going fast enough it's not moving i'm not healing fast enough but if we stay with the yeah. process god will heal and god and the thing and what i'm trying to say is when we wait and we don't make decisions so quickly mm -hmm. and abruptly we allow god room and time to work in our situations the way that he might want to but if we make snap decisions mm. or we make decisions too quickly That's we're good. not giving him room to restore yeah. What's happening in the relationship. Yeah. That's so good. I agree with you when this is a great question. Cause when people have asked us this and even going through ups and downs in, in my own marriage as well, we've, we've give, given, like you said, Jesus doesn't like divorce and he calls it a we, sin. Yeah. And so, um, we've told people make sure that you exhaust every Avenue, like, and just think of the word exhaust. What does that mean? Literally till you hit everything, like to the bottom where there's nothing left. Just thinking of like having a water here, like do it till there's nothing left, you know, and exhaust every avenue in the sense of counsel. Like you said, coaching, help, um, 
Obviously, this is different if there is a situation of abuse in your right. relationship. Right. We would never say, and we would never say stay, and God That's would right. never want you to stay in something like that, or um, infidelity, or just anything like that. And but it has to; it does take two willing parties. So if only one person's like, okay, I want to get help, I want to fight for my marriage, I want it to get better, but the other person's like, I don't really care, I'm fine where it's at, etc. You know, pray like like Jacinda said, don't just make an emotional um, decision, but but really exhaust every avenue that you guys can together. Try to pour into your intimacy, pour into the marriage, get yourselves help. I know um, some of our friends have like marriage mentors and they highly suggest getting someone like that as well and seeking counsel and help from people that are non-biased non because it, sometimes if you go to your own family, they're gonna choose your side. Yeah. Um, although yeah. my family will probably choose my spouse's side. <laughs> and I'm like, who's, who's the biological child here? And so it's, it's going to that because sometimes, you know, we've made the mistake early on in our marriage of, of going to people that, that um, not just were not married, but they may have not been in a good place. So instead of being like, hey, you know, let me pray with you, et cetera, um, and not all of them, but, but some of them were like, you know what, forget about that. Let's just go party. Let's just do this. And like, let's distract right. you, you know, and distraction doesn't take away the problem. Distraction doesn't take away the trauma and the pain and the thing that you're really going through so that's what i would say i i what i love about that what you're saying is two things you want to be able if you have children you yeah. want to be able later in life depending on your kids age and you know they start asking more questions and they right. get older right you know to have this conscience a clear conscience that i did everything i possibly could have done but in my power that i knew how to do yeah you know what i mean and um to be able to I just, I just feel like culture makes divorce just this easy out, yeah. but I want to make sure that also that when you do have those friends that you're talking to, that they allow you to have room to be human Yeah. because Jesus lets us be human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jesus was both God and man. So he understands what we're going through. He understands what you're going through and you're allowed to be human and have right. those moments where you're like venting and, ah, yeah. you know, and, you know, and right. But having friends that will give you that room to, to, to be who you are while you're healing, but at the same time telling you the truth. And right. this was a gift to me. There were a few friends who still loved my ex-husband, mm -hmm. even Absolutely. in the process, that they didn't like bash mm -hmm. him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or me. So that, that was really, yeah. that was a gift. I like what you said too. Um, you mentioned like society just kind of like making it so easy, like, uh, of, of a way out, like not just the world, but in, in, in the church too, like 50% uh, of marriages and in divorce. And that includes in the church. And it made me think of driving. You, you said a, a keyword. It's so easy. And I saw this billboard that said divorce, $200, huge billboard in black and white letters, really, really bold. And then I saw it again, multiple times. And I felt like the Holy spirit was saying, it doesn't cost just $200. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying monetarily, the pain that comes with it, the other things that come along with it. And if you're watching this and maybe you have been divorced or multiple times, or you're contemplating, uh, this is not in any way to condemn you or anything like that. This is right. to encourage you to share someone's personal story of what they're going through. Yeah. But yeah, when I saw that, I just thought like, um, 
this is more than just a $200 thing, like yeah. what, what, what they're advertising here. Divorce and reconciliation and rest restoration are hard. Yeah. All of them. So yes. I always say to people, choose your heart. Oh, you're not going to <laughs> choose your heart. Write that down. Choose you're your not heart. Gonna circumvent hard. Yeah. You're just not. Yeah. So it's just hard in different ways. And so I say, if you ever came to me, I'd say, choose the heart of restoration, choose the heart of um, growing, letting it be an opportunity mm -hmm. for God to make your marriage better than it was before. That's so good. I love that. It's kind of like when you said, choose your heart, it reminds me of like faith and fear. Like they both make you feel a certain way and not that you'll never have doubts or mm -hmm. questions or anxiety mm -hmm. about things, but it's like, man, they both take just as much energy yep. and they That's both, so they both take a lot of strength mm -hmm. out of you or, um, so our next question is, did you fight for your marriage before choosing divorce? If so, can you elaborate on how? So you probably could weigh in on this a yeah. little bit because you were, you were there in the yeah. trenches. I had a few friends in the trenches with me. Um, I feel like I fought for my marriage. Yeah. I feel like, um, and part of that was, I didn't tell everybody everything about everything. Mm -hmm. I, like, again, I wanted to honor our marriage and I didn't want to make, blast someone else just because I was feeling really emotional. Maybe I felt like justice, I need to blast yeah. someone else. Nope. I just decided I'm going to keep this quiet with people that I really care yeah. about and who care about me. I prayed a lot. I fasted a lot. I, um, I tried my best. Mm -hmm. We were living together, but we weren't physically intimate or intimate in any way. And I tried my best. I felt like I'd listened to a TD Jake's message mm -hmm. and he was talking about the power of love. And it just, I felt the Holy spirit say to me, you just need to love. Mm. Wow. And I remember thinking, well, he doesn't deserve love and he wasn't talking love physically but continued to make a meal and offer himself continue to wow. wash his clothes continue mm -hmm. to and this. it was like every time i felt like i did something it i it was his response wasn't what i would have liked it to be and i would go every night and cry like lord i I thought you said to do this. I feel like I'm getting beat up. And I felt Ooh. like, you know, those little, wow. those um, things that you punch and they go down and they come oh, back yeah. up. Yeah. And it was literally like, as I was spending time with Jesus, he's like, just do it again tomorrow. Mm. And it was like, I'd go down. I'd spend my time with Jesus, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> and he, and it, and it was like, I would inflate and I'd come and it was like, okay, God. And, he, and it's because yeah. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that everybody do that because the Holy spirit walks with us. He tells right. us what we need to do in our situation and in yes. our circumstance. Right. That is what the Holy spirit told me to do. And so when, and it mm -hmm. was like, as I surrendered to what I felt like he was telling me to do, he gave me the grace yeah. and grace is not just, I've got grace from the, for, because of the forgiveness of sins. Right. Grace is also empowerment. He yeah. gave me the strength to be able to do what he was asking me to do. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. He knows mm -hmm. your situation. He'll give you directive. It lines up with his word. If it didn't line up with God's word, it's not from God. And then as we offer, as we obey in faith, we, God will meet us and yeah. sustain us yeah. in those moments. That's so good. I love, um, you said something that stood out to me. You said, that's what the Holy Spirit told you to do. That that's not necessarily what you're suggesting suggesting for someone else to do and not that it's a it's a bad thing that's a beautiful thing that also takes a lot 
a lot of faith, a lot of effort, a lot of strength. It reminds me of a series that I watched also from Bishop Jakes. And he said when he was in his counseling days, marriage counseling days, counseling members of his church and, and other people, he said, you know, what I learned throughout the years is um, that I sat in a lot of rooms. He's like, and I told a lot of people to stay that I shouldn't have. And I told a lot of people to leave one another that I shouldn't have. And that stood out to me. And I was like, wow. And he didn't give specifics of like, okay, because this happened in that marriage and I told him to stay and I should have said separate or vice versa. Um, but it was like the wisdom that he had gained later on or the, or the, he didn't know like the full story of what was really going on behind the home. What was really, you know, because as a pastor or minister, you want to say or hope for certain things, but you know, in the end, like not knowing everything of what exactly what was happening, mm -hmm. you know, that it's like some people that I said, stay, I should have said leave. Mm -hmm. And some people that I told leave, I should have said stay. Mm -hmm. um, but don't let that give you don't I, I love what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But don't let that be a license. Because we have to make decisions in health. Yes. And we for have sure. to make a decision in health. I because I cannot trust my decision when I'm not healthy and I'm crazy emotional and I can't see straight and I'm really wounded. We like, we have to, we have to get in a healthier place so that we understand yeah. what we're saying, like what we're doing and what we're saying and the magnitude and the impact that it has, not just for yourself, but your children, yeah. if you have children. But and, I love what you said. Jean. And what, what would you say to someone watching that maybe they don't want divorce, but their spouse uh, is pretty much on their way out and filed, but they don't have that time to get themselves healthy. Like maybe they're saying like what you just said, mm. like, I want to get healthy. I don't want to make these decisions. Can you wait on it? But they're like too late. I'm already fight filing. I mean, I, in that situation, I, you know, I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not a counselor or an expert, but in that situation, I would be praying. I would be Lord, yeah. you are, you know, <laughs> you are the author of all things. Yeah. I'm asking you to restore my marriage. So I would be praying diligently, but I also would at the same time, and it's so easy to say this now because I'm not in pain, Yeah, you know, catch me five years ago, <laughs> but if you, but, but at the same time, releasing someone else and trusting that God has it mm, because you're not just releasing that person. You're releasing your life. You're saying, I'm going to walk away from what I know. Right. And that's really hard to do. Yeah. That's yeah. really hard to do. And, you know, you had said something else key when you like you, you prayed and you worship when you didn't even uh, want to and pushing through certain emotions and feelings and I know you and I, knew, we knew ourselves, uh, we knew each other mutually from, from the same church, but didn't real necessarily um, have like a huge relationship or hang out or anything. And I remember to me, this is like an answer to prayer for, uh, for you from God that I remember one day after church, just telling Joey, we need to drive to her house. <laughs> like, and I had I just had a baby. I had yeah. postnatal preeclampsia. So I'm swollen all over full of of liquid and fluid in my body. Yeah. I was yeah. nursing. I look like who shot John. I think I remember. you were in pit sweats or something. I was I don't looking know. crazy, probably a moo moo. I don't know. I'm nursing the kid. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. And she's a very private person. Very private <laughs> And person. so when she's answering the door on a Sunday afternoon with her newborn child and her, her other child, it's kind of like, what are you doing here? Um, but it, it to me, it was in that moment how uh, 
a sign of, of love from God that what happened with me was during worship, the Lord had highlighted her spouse to me. And as he highlighted her spouse to me, he said, go pray for her. And I, that's all, that's all he showed me. He didn't give me the why. Um, and that's so important that in obedience, you, you won't get the why just, you know, act out on it. And I didn't know, and she didn't need to tell me anything, but I know that I just said, we're just here to pray with you. I don't know why, but God just told that. me, come to, come, come to your house mm -hmm. and just pray with you because, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so to me, that's answered prayers in her time with God of her worship, of her saying, of her surrender, of her letting go. Like, God, I am giving you my spouse. I'm trusting you with this. Um, you know, those this things. This is not what I want. Or some people it is, it is what I want. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Not everybody yeah. has that perspective, but yeah. Yeah. We, but the, at the end of the day, the Lord, we are allowed to have feelings. I've said that earlier because I feel like sometimes as Christians, we don't allow ourselves to have feelings. Sometimes yeah. we're like, we just need to be in faith and we just always have to be positive and we just no. have to like, no, we're allowed to say, I'm yes. mad, I'm frustrated, yes. I'm hurt. But at right. the end of the day, the Lord is the Lord of everything, including my emotions. Yeah. So I get to feel them, but at the, I will surrender them Yeah. and say, I trust you, God, and I will yeah. do what you, I will I will obey you even if yeah. I don't understand. Right. Even if I feel like it's I don't see you moving or working. Right. I'm I'm going to trust you in this. And that yeah. I mean and and when that goes on forever and ever and ever a year that just it's it gets it's, yeah. that gets tough. But mm -hmm. God sustains us. Yeah. God sustains us. That's so good. Yeah. Don't, don't get discouraged. You know, if you're struggling and in surrendering your feelings and emotions and you're like, man, it's too late. Like I cussed like five times today <laughs> and I should have surrendered a long time ago before the fifth F bomb, you know, like uh, Jesus knows, like it's, it's okay. Like he understands your pain. And I love what you said of like, not trying to diminish our emotions because Jesus felt every emotion. He felt happiness. He felt joy. He felt sadness. He felt grief. He felt anger. Um, and nowhere in the Bible does it say you shouldn't feel anger. It says in your anger, do not sin. And, and so go through the process of your emotions, but yes, give them to him. Even if you feel like you're, you're, you failed or acted out on something you shouldn't have, it's not, it's not too late to surrender those moments to him. Okay, here's the next one. I caught my spouse in an affair, but I don't want to leave because it would be my second divorce. What do you suggest I do? I guess it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, if your spouse is willing to get help, I mean, I'm always going to say, do what you can to save your marriage. Right. Do what you can to save your marriage. Like you said, with you know, do do everything that you can to save your marriage. Mm -hmm. And if the person is willing to deal with his heart issues or character flaw right. issues, then yay. Um, um, and so that's a win. I would always be jealous of people who would have, you know, um, situations where they had a difficult, you know, season in their marriage but at the end of the day both parties mm -hmm. wanted right to reconcile and even though there might feel a little bit like you're saying you want to reconcile you're saying you want to get healthy but i'm scared you're going to do it again because mm -hmm. you keep doing it i would rather have someone that's willing because yeah. that i don't think people realize that that's a gift mm. that's a gift even yeah. though things are not perfect wow. it's a gift to be able to say okay, let's go figure out what we need to do mm. to heal our marriage. That is so 
good. I have chills right now. Like, I just feel like the anointing and Jesus speaking through you. I, I just, uh, I know you guys feel it too. My wedding anniversary is a reminder of the pain I went through and how alone I am. Any advice on what to do on these specific dates and moments? Does it get any easier? I feel you. I feel you, feel you, feel you. So, and the, for me, in the very beginning, um, wedding anniversaries, birthdays, Mother's Day, obviously oh. my spouse is not, <laughs> for me, was not gifting me with Valentine's of, Day and Valentine's Day <laughs> bouquets of flowers. Um, but friends like Judy, Judy yeah. would um, weave stuff on my doorstep and it would make me weep and cry because it's like so I felt seen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you go through something that's hard and people don't know what to do with you. Sometimes mm. the church doesn't know what to do with you. Wow. And I think part of that is not because they don't love you or wow. care. I think it's twofold. In my mm. situation, I know I'm going off, but I'll go back. No, that's your friend. It's twofold in that sometimes your relationship, it's almost like they, if people feel like it's contagious because they're <laughs> having their own issues. So they're like, oh, wait, we can't hang out with you because then it, it might jump on you. The spirit of divorce might it's jump like on leprosy. you. Um, and I think also COVID, because people don't know what to do because they're friends with both parties. And so mm, they're like, I don't so know. They feel you know what I mean? So it's this uncomfortable thing. Um, but I, 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 one thing I always felt struggle, I struggled with is not feeling seen, mm. um, not feeling seen. So my point is on those days, those mm. triggering days, it was a deeper type of pain because I didn't mm. feel seen. Mm -hmm. And though I was very grateful for you and others that loved on me, it still was this hole. Like mm -hmm. it just like, it's almost like when there's a wound inside mm -hmm. of you and somebody just pokes at it right in the middle. Right. Mm. And so, um, I had to choose to use that time to do something else. So twofold, if I was feeling crazy emotional, I would just worship so I could release worship or journal mm -hmm. to release those emotions just so I could talk to Jesus about it. David did it all the time. And just mm -hmm. in the Psalms, he'd be mm -hmm. like, look, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God, why yeah. have you forsaken me? You know, but like, yeah. and, and I would have to do that. And then, and then I struggled, like you said, I was very private, very mm -hmm. private person. So it, it stretched me to become more vulnerable mm. with my friendships and with others. Yeah. Hey, Judy, I'm feeling a little, mm -hmm. I'm embarrassed to say this and I feel like a loser for even saying it, but I'm mm -hmm. struggling today. Can mm -hmm. I hang out with your family? <laughs> Will you come feed? Can I come and eat? Or just whatever. And that just felt so just like loser, you know? But I had to learn to say, this is what I'm needing. Right. And so I'm going to not be a victim of the trigger and how I'm feeling. Instead, I'm going to choose what I'm going to do with that moment. So I remember, especially when the kids are with, dad during those times and I'm alone, um, I remember I would go find cool new things to do like yeah. horseback riding or shooting guns or just <laughs> learning, just doing things, trying to rediscover who I was. Yeah. What did I like? What didn't I like? 
and just find out who I was. So That's I had good. to be intentional. So if I knew that um, my anniversary was coming up, yeah. I was going to have a plan for that day. Yeah. I did not wait for that day to come so and the, just um, sit there. So I'm like, okay, it's coming. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something not to distract me mm -hmm. from real feelings, but to not sit there and wallow at home, yeah. feeling sorry for myself. Um, with, and create and, new experiences. And create new experiences. Yeah. And it taught me to learn how to be content in Jesus. And it challenged me. The Bible says, if you want a friend, show yourself friendly. Come on. So I had to like step out and be vulnerable mm -hmm. and start like saying, hey, you want to hang out? Want to do a coffee? <laughs> want to, you know what I mean? And so those are ways that I yeah. personally, um, and it does get easier. Okay. Doesn't mean it doesn't always go away. There are times when I feel that, yeah. Um, yeah. but it, but it's easier as time is gone. Do you, um, get yourself flowers and chocolate, like, you know, Valentine's is probably a hard one too. Like, do you treat yourself? Um, maybe not necessarily on those days, but that's a really good thing. But yeah, I do that. Maybe I do flowers once a week anyway. So yeah. you know what I mean? Me too. I, learned, I love flowers. <laughs> I found, I created this, this list called, I call it my risk list. Mm, and it was my good. thing of even little teeny things on it, like getting fake eyelashes to, mm. like I said, um, going horseback riding or whatever, and just finding ways to, it was mm -hmm. my way to rediscover who I was, what yeah. I like to do, um, in my journey. To yeah, life. that was so good. I, I wanted to add to, to that question and you, you said something key. You said it was so important for me to be seen. And now I know why, um, Jehovah Elroy, yes. the God who sees is, is that meaning of his name is so important and he is everything to us. And it's so important to also kind of know and go through the names of God, because sometimes we can relate or need one more during a certain yes. time. And we can call on that, on, on that name during that specific season. But I remember actually very vividly, it was to me, one of the most courageous and amazing moments ever but your first kind of anniversary going through i don't know if you were already divorced or your separation you called me and you said next week is my anniversary and i want to host a women's bible study at my house and i want you to help me teach and i was like really and and I was like, are you sure you want? And you're like, yes, I do. You, you, And you said those same things. You're like, I'm not going to sit at home and cry and feel sorry for myself. I'm going to, I want a house filled with, with women and faith and hope and I forgot about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was the most beautiful time. There was maybe, I don't know, maybe six or seven of us in her, in her living room and we worshiped together. We cried together. And I remember I still have, I, I was a little nervous because I was like, why don't you, you lead this? And she's like, no, I want you to, to lead it first. And then of course, Holy Spirit ends up speaking through her, anointing her words. And we all end up praying for each other on her anniversary, on a moment where it's supposed to be, where the enemy can use to just say, you know what, just in a go and get a Sharpie and go to the calendar and block that date out and write all these <laughs> angry things on it. But instead, she chose to have a new, beautiful memory with with friends in her life. And I remember at the at the end of our Bible study activation, I gave every woman almost like this, like little miniature wedding certificate that said I do from Jesus. And I still have it. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, reiterating and even that to myself that this is a divorce that like we, he'll never it will never have from him. 
-hmm. Like it's just, it was just to me, it was such a blessing in my life to be able to have that honor, but just to witness your strength when mm -hmm. you felt like you weren't strong, it really did feed all of us mm -hmm. in that moment. Like you chose that in the middle of your pain to feed all of us with your encouragement and your faith and oh, hope. Oh, thank you. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I thought you were going to share it. So I was like, okay, she didn't share I it. I forgot about going it. To share and, it. But you know what? That came from that scripture that says, when you water the souls of others, he yeah. will water your own soul. Yes. So that's another way to get healing. Yeah. yeah. So we, when we, we love on other people, God yeah. loves on us and waters our own heart. And you know, I you literally try you you triumph over the enemy in moments when he tries to make you feel like, what do you have to say? You're going through a divorce. What do right. you have to say? You're going through a separation or etc. Who are you going to minister to? Yep. Like the anointing over her. I I mean, even now I have chills. Like is she gives the gave the devil a black eye to say, you know what? We're going to gather and worship and pray together mm -hmm. in a moment where the enemy could have use that as a setback because of the holiday or anniversary or whatever it is. So I hope that that a response can encourage some of you that are watching that maybe it is hard for you when you're like, okay, my anniversary is next month because we got married in the summer right. and it's always so painful or seeing wedding season oh, or are people getting married? Yeah. Or yes. Yes. Like, and I don't have a plus one anymore or et cetera. Yes. Like those feelings. Like, can you also describe that? Like what, what do yes. you do? When I remember moments? when I'd be, especially when it's fresh, you'd be in church and they're like, you know, whoever's been married the longest stand up. And they would say like 34 years. And I would just start weeping. Cause I was like, I'm like, it would have been because it was or... like I I'm never gonna be able to say that like you you're you you're happy for other people but you're like God what happened in me right like what happened in me and I'm crying because I'm feeling compassion for people who are in that space and I want to encourage you that you will not when as you as you get healthier and God makes you whole, when you see other people, you can co-sign and cheer without feeling like, um, God, what about me? Because you understand that God has you, that he, that he has a future for you, that just because Amen. you got divorced or you're getting divorced or you're separated doesn't mean your life is over. Like I thought it's over. Like, um, I have, you know, I can't be used by God anymore. I mean, people mm. now come to me and ask me about marriage stuff and I'm like, do you remember <laughs> I'm, I'm divorced, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it just shows you that like God is so committed to making you whole mm. if you surrender to the process of it. So when I hear those things now, like, oh, married for 34 years. Yes, that's so awesome. <laughs> and I know that it doesn't take away from me. You're just like standing ovation. <laughs> you are amazing, right? So, um, yeah. I just I just felt emotional in that minute, me moment because it, it I remember yeah. what that felt right. like because everything starts. It's like when you buy a new car and you see yeah. your car everything everywhere. It's like everything reminds you yeah. of that pain. But that's the trick of the enemy. Yes. So in that moment, you're and something that I did when I when you asked me what do I do in that moment, I would say, I just whisper. Lord, I trust you. Mm. And I would turn my mind from my thought process that was going to go on overdrive in the negative direction and just say, I trust you. I'm letting go and keep on moving mm. and not dwell on those thoughts. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, you said something 
to uh, about people coming to you about like maybe marital issues themselves or situations and you're like hello i'm going through this but i but um you didn't discount that you know i think the enemy tried to make you feel like mm -hmm. hey you have no place mm -hmm. in speaking into their life i do remember during that season a lot of people like uh people gravitated towards you and started kind of come it, it became like um she was like a priest to confess to almost <laughs> like hey by the way and she's like oh 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 and and i didn't know names or who but i remember her being like oh i'm you know with this person or praying or this or that that you did counsel and help a lot of people mm -hmm. in the midst of what you were going mm -hmm. through and you could have said you know no i'm not qualified or i can or i'm going through my own trial but it just reminds me of redemptive suffering of just literally Jesus bleeding and dying on the cross. And he's still healing. He's still forgiving. He's still like, okay, I forgive you of your sins. Like he's still doing the things. Yes. Because when we're going, when we're going through something like that, we have to make sure we steward the environment that we're in. Mm -hmm. So the environment in my home, and that includes the environment in my mind. Oh, so what am I thinking? One. What am I thinking? What am I dwelling on? What am I, and, it, and yes, I can be human, but I can, I gotta, at some point I gotta lay that down and, and line up with what God's saying. My friendships, I had to have people in my life that were speaking truth to me, even if I rolled my eyes, I'm sorry, I roll <laughs> all the time. I'd get a text, I'd be like, oh Lord. Um, but just because, but I needed to hear the truth. I needed to hear mm -hmm. the truth. I would go to church, not because I wanted to hear I mean, I didn't read my Bible forever. Like I told you, I was so disappointed. Yeah. And but I, when I got healed, I realized it wasn't God that disappointed me. But I'm just telling That's you so in that good. moment. And so I would go to church because I needed a babysitter, not because <laughs> I wanted to hear God's word. I wasn't reading His word. Um, so it came through the Come form of worship music because I would just sit in church and let worship wash over me. Friends Amen. who sent me memes and you know, encouraging words <laughs> and things like that. But we have to protect. I went through divorce care which was amazing yeah. and during divorce care. It's, I thought this is all these whiny people. I was like, <laughs> I literally was like, I'm not like them. I'm not a loser. Like I'm like, this is not, but literally I, I couldn't see what God was doing in the moment. Mm -hmm. But now when I look back, I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I didn't stop going. I'm so glad I hung on to a process. I'm so glad that I fought for my healing. So we have to, because there were people who were hurting, People who are hurting and start getting a little, uh, yeah. like a little, not bitter, but just, uh, and it's like, I can, I can love you, but I need to steward my environment. This is a healing environment. So I'm very, I was very protective yeah. about who I was going to let speak into my life, who I was going to let hang out with, um, and who yeah. I had to kind of walk away back away from a little bit just so because I was so committed and yeah. not because I love Jesus so much that I wanted it was because I had so much pain and I wanted the pain to go away yeah that's that's honest I'm For not sure. sitting here telling you I just wanted to be close nope <laughs> I just wanted the pain to go away and I was like right. I knew enough to know that Jesus takes the pain away so Lord right. do your thing right you know that's so good that's such good wisdom and you know take note of that because it can be easy to be like hey i'm going to call on the friend that's going to tell me you know what you're right and you know curse your your ex um on the phone you know etc and yes they can they can maybe have their feelings <laughs> um i know i i had had my own feelings and opinions but really in in the moment of trial like a true friend isn't isn't just going to give you 
um, an opinion like they're gonna they're gonna want the best for you no matter what but but as a whole the best for the family no matter what it looks like and the best of what God wants no matter what God and, wants marriage yeah God wants yeah. to save your marriage yeah amen That's his heart here's another one <laughs> I feel like I'm on the show who the bleep did I marry <laughs> Did you ever feel that way during your marriage, Jessica? Uh, yes. And anybody who tells you they don't, they're lying. Uh, that is so... I think my husband thinks that sometimes. Like, <laughs> did I marry? But <laughs> I, want to, I want to say that that's normal. So don't okay. use that as the, oh, maybe I need to get divorced because I'm thinking, who, right. who is this man, you know, or woman? That yeah. um, it's more than that. But I think, right. I think that... We all have those moments. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> what did I do? Oh God, please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> or like if okay, here's here's a good kind of tag along question with this. And okay, if you're feeling that way, kind of finding out like, is this person literally living a whole double life? You know, like is it not yes. just like, okay, we all have our ups and downs in a relationship. That's right. Okay, you may feel like your spouse, like maybe the 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 trial you're going through a tough time or they're up and down or you know you're up and down because of an un unmet need that ca causes frustration or something like that but if you're literally like hey i feel like i'm on this show because my spouse is living a double life or yes. they're constantly lying to me they don't work where they said they do or that's not their real last name or <laughs> you know it just depends i or guess to what extent family they have a yeah. whole nother family, you know, et cetera. And, or they were married and you didn't know, you know, it depends on what, I guess this, this question can, can go deeper than what, what we, what we think. But I, I would definitely say talk, have a transparent conversation yeah. with your spouse and why you're feeling this way. Are you both just frustrated with unmet needs towards each other? That's what right. is, what is really going on, yeah. you know, making you feel this way? Yeah. But I love what you said. Like it's it's normal to just uh, sometimes just feel that way, you know. Sometimes even just as a parent, you're like um, like not, if they had a parenting show, like who the bleep did I birth? Like <laughs> did I give birth to? Just you know, we probably would have that. Would be a whole another series. That's on our next talk. Okay, um, our next question is. My church and church friends made me feel like I was committing a sin when I chose to divorce for what they thought was something unbiblical. But I was married to a narcissist, and for the sake of my sanity, I chose to divorce. I find it difficult to attend church now. Did you feel the same way when you went through your divorce? So um, I, I want to say this. People are not always going to respond in the way that you hope. But I would, I personally would find another church before I stopped going to church. And this mm -hmm. is why. When we're in church and we're rooted and grounded, we grow. Mm. So if I wanna get healthy and grow and date healthy, and I need to make sure that I'm around people, I'm mm -hmm. in an environment where I'm constantly growing. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, did I have friends that treated me like I wrote in my post today, like I had a scarlet letter D on my chest for divorce? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but what I did find that God mm -hmm. literally was faithful 
and meeting all my needs, including friendship needs. Mm. And sometimes that may look like me stepping out and trying to be friendly to others. And sometimes they show up on your doorstep and say, I'm supposed to pray for you. Mm. So um, not everybody's gonna understand your decision, but I just wanna make it clear that when you, when, when going through divorce, there's, it takes two to make a marriage and it takes two um, that are involved for the, for the, good. the dismissal of a marriage. Yeah. So whether it's whoever, you know, files and all of that, I guess the bigger thing is, have you taken stock of the part that you played? Mm-hmm. Have you asked the Holy Spirit, Lord, what's broken in me? Mm-hmm. How did I, how did I contribute to this? Help heal that inside of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to be pleasing to you and I want to show up and represent you in this world and in, in this time that I'm in. And I want to be a gift to the person that if, if I marry right. again. So I think it's really important that even if we are justified in whatever we're doing, that we also take time mm-hmm. And with the Holy Spirit and examine our own hearts Mm -hmm. because blame can make us blind. Oh, come on. Because when all we're Mm -hmm. doing is blaming someone else, we can't see Mm -hmm. what's going on inside of us. And that Mm -hmm. preempts us Mm -hmm. for being truly whole. Mm -hmm. So we can't, we have to, I'm not suggesting that the person wrote this question that doesn't do any of that. I just felt in my heart to say that, Mm -hmm. that I had to take stock of my part. Right. And, and then on the other end, don't over take all the blame. It was all me. Yes. Like that's, that's something that I had to work on. My counselor had to say, chick, it is not all you. I don't care how much you're being told that it is not all you and ha- having a healthy view. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. we need professional people to give us tools and help us have a healthy view of yeah. what's going on. That's Somebody so in our blind spot. Yeah. That's so good. Blame makes you blind. Come on. Um, it, this kind of, I guess, may, may kind of tag along with the last one, but I've been in an unhealthy marriage for years, but I'm trying to stay strong and stick it out through for my children. I'm so torn. I don't know if it's healthier for them that I leave or stay. Did your divorce affect your children? Absolutely. Um, and again, that question, I am not, you know, an expert enough to answer, right. especially without not knowing all the details around it. But I will answer, did it affect my children? Absolutely affected my children. My oldest, I have a a 12 year old and a now nine year old. Mm -hmm. And my 12 year old was so open and trusting and just like this um, outgoing extroverted personality. And I remember the day that we told him that we were getting divorced and I might get emotional. Um, Mm -hmm. And my ex-spouse, we were all together in his room. And I remember one tear came down his cheek. Hmm. And I knew that was the day that we broke his heart. So as a mom, that sucks, right? So he kind of became internal and not as open. And he showed up very um, just angry, you know, just not angry outwardly, but just, you know, Mm -hmm. inwardly. 
And, but I do want to say this. I remember thinking my kids can't get healed if I don't get healed. Mm -hmm. So I had so good. to prioritize healing mm -hmm. in myself because I wanted my family whole. Mm -hmm. And I remember a friend of, I know we're almost done, but a no, friend of mine literally, and I, I couldn't. So one thing that I regret is that when the issues in my marriage were molehills, mm -hmm. I regret that I didn't get help then. And they became mountains later, mm. 10 years later, I regret it. So mm. when my kids were struggling, I was like, I am not going to let money keep me from getting my kids help. Mm -hmm. And there was this cute little place called Art Play Therapy. I could only afford like a sporadic here and there. And I remember crying out to God because his behavior broke my heart. And I had decided I, my kids will not be statistics. Mm -hmm. I refuse. We serve a God of abundance. We serve Amen. a God who says something different. And so I am just declaring this over my family mm -hmm. and my house. And but part of that was I understood I don't just pray and declare. I yeah. have to put some action. I have mm -hmm. to use my faith. I have to. And I remember I was like, God, I want them in art play therapy mm -hmm. and I couldn't afford it. And one of my really good high school friends um, called me. I mean, I was like, God, I need, you know, she called me and she said, you know what? Me and my husband, we, we want to pay you this X amount for a year. And I just started weeping because Come it was on. like, God so cared good. so much about them even more. And he provided yeah. for them. And today my child is a different child. Like I, mm -hmm. he's coming back to life. Mm -hmm. He's, it's like, Oh, he thank is. you, Lord. And so, um, yes, it affected my children. And, um, it's, it's, a divorce is, it's, and sometimes it can feel like a really selfish decision, but at the same time, God is a God of restoring. Mm -hmm. So whether it was life, the devil, your spouse, you, his grace is sufficient for mm -hmm. your situation. Mm -hmm. Amen. Whatever mistakes are made, the Lord says we can repent. We can ask him for help and he will be there mm -hmm. to help us walk through, not just mm -hmm. be there, cleanse us of our sin, but like literally help us walk through. So that my children can be healthy regardless of the situation. Now, are there consequences and issues I might have to deal with that, that are different than those that have not been divorced? Right. Absolutely. Right. But God's grace is sufficient. And I mm -hmm. believe that he will equip me and it continues to equip us mm -hmm. as we navigate this, this family. Yeah. Our new, our new normal is family. Yeah. That's so good. And God is was so on time to like hear that out. Um, you know, with with this question, it just kind of also reminds me of like, as as we my brother and I were growing up and um, we we have uh, amazing parents who we love dearly. But growing up, it wasn't necessarily the healthiest things that we, we viewed and witnessed and went through. So I remember bring, being a very, very young mm. teen, maybe even in middle school, where a lot of people maybe would pray like, God, um, help my parents or fix this. My prayer was actually, God, help my parents divorce each other. Mm. And I was like 13, 14 years old because in my mind as a young teen, I felt like 
this is the only way where I will have, there will be peace in our home mm -hmm. for my brother and I. Mm -hmm. This is the only way that maybe they'll get along. Um, it, it just became so overwhelming. Everything that we saw and witnessed that we, that uh, in my heart, that was my cry to God, that it was like, that we want no more of this, like, please end this. And I, we thought in my mind, I'm like, this is the only way. And so if you're, if you're feeling this way where you're like, oh, I don't know if it's easier to stay or to leave in the sense of the health of your children coming from a child witnessing that, um, I think if my parents knew that, they probably would have gone and help. If they, if I went to them and said, hey, mom, dad, this is how I'm feeling. Like, this is what I'm, I'm going through because they didn't necessarily involve us in that, you know, like, hey, yeah. what do you feel about this yeah. or et cetera, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. um, where it's like they're going through their own thing. But I think it's different if you also communicate with your kids, like, don't be embarrassed if like there's been arguments or disagreements or anything like um, my husband and I have sat on the table and told both our kids, hey, we're sorry sorry you heard all that fighting last week or we're sorry of this because there's grace in that and they they witness kind of like how to like hey, you don't just run away from problems like there'll be problems but mom and dad aren't perfect but here they are as adults you know apologizing for a whatever specific scenario or mm -hmm. that situation or etc but i just wanted to say that you know That's your good. your child is also having their own own thing so kind of talk to them communicate with that Okay. Um, was it hard for you to date after divorce? <laughs> I would love to hear about your dating experiences and learning to trust others again. Um, oh, it's okay. You're okay. okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I thought, <laughs> I, I, I remember I had been on my journey to kind of, you know, like I said, get yeah. healthy. That was my main focus because I think it's easy to want somebody to fulfill your need. Yeah. Like, we want... can kind of just add this, including to this question is what is a quality you look for in someone now that you never looked for until after your divorce? Okay. So kind of tie them okay, together. Tie them together. Okay. So I remember thinking, okay, it would be nice to go on a date. That way, if I'm feeling lonely, somebody can, there's somebody close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and cause those are really real feelings. Like I'm laughing, but those are really real feelings. Um, so I remember you were one of the people that said to me, um, just send up, I think, I think, it's time for you to date again and I, or not again, I think it's time for you to date. And I was like, really? And yeah. I, and I remember saying, well, there was this guy who I didn't realize was flirting with me. And, and she's like, well, go out with him. And I'm, and you were just saying it's so easy. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. Cause it's, you feel like, like, I, I mean, I, my ex was my first love. Like I had never dated before. Mm -hmm. I had never kissed anybody else before. I mean, it was just, it was all of that, like, you know. And so I was not, you know, privy to the yeah. dating game. And, but I think like anything, you have to take a risk. Mm -hmm. You have to step mm -hmm. out. I mean, mm -hmm. like anything, we can't wish for something. We can't wish for something and then just waiting for it to magically appear. Yeah. And we can't judge other people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, for living a life that we wish we had. <laughs> so it's like, because both of those places keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just had to do it. Like, I just had to do it. And I felt like an idiot. Yes, the first date, I felt like an idiot, but I did it and it was really fun. <laughs> um, 
I have lots of stories. We need more time. <laughs> but I also had a friend who was dating. So I was like, okay, I know you're like 10 years my junior, but I haven't done this in a long time. And so yeah. I got to practice like flirting and I enjoyed dressing up and getting flowers and, you know, all yeah. of that stuff. And some dates were like, okay, never again. Yeah. And some dates were like, okay, I like that guy. Right. So it started teaching me what do I like? Yeah. What don't I like? Like, am I open to dating outside my race? Do I like, you know, just, I just started discovering. Right. What do you, you share and not share? Do you overshare? Do you, and then oh. they never want to see you again. <laughs> like and that was too about, much about for the, the first sharing, date. About the sharing, you let the, uh, you let the ladies, you let the guy set the pace for that. So you oh, don't share more than what they're willing to share. That way that helps protect your heart and guard your heart mm -hmm. in that. Because there's such a thing as emotional intimacy that you can, that's, that you can go too fast with that. So anyway, um, which I think sometimes Christian people do because we're not necessarily having sex. So then we just compensate with the emotional piece. So <laughs> yeah. it has to be timely and in process. Yeah. And anyway, so what would I look for? Um, I, as a, as a 42 year old mom too, <laughs> I'm looking for somebody that I wasn't looking for at 22, that mm. you're able to, That's good. that you have grit. Mm. grit. I just need you to have grit. Like, I just need you to <laughs> like be able to like, yeah, you can weather some tough things and not lose who you are. Mm. And that faith and your trust in Jesus is always in view. And then that is so good. Secondly, any men that have grit and you're single and you're attractive and you love Jesus, oh my hear God. that? Get some grit. Judy, message me for her number. I gotta, I gotta no. interview you first. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think the second thing is, um, it's really hard out here in these dating streets because <laughs> no for real yeah. because the culture says casual sex is okay yes like that's real life right and so you're like okay so i know this sounds so basic i did not have sex before i was married um probably because i was freaking scared to but now that i've you know have two yeah. kids i've had sex at least twice right so <laughs> now <laughs> now that that's happened you know like being with <laughs> being with somebody who honors that part of the relationship not having like it's like that is that too much to ask for right but yeah like the guys the good ones will say we don't have to have sex right away but you have to really um almost like they're expecting it oh yeah you know? eventually like yeah because we got to see if we're compatible so i think oh. that the biggest thing is making sure that that's very clear up front that mm -hmm. helps weed a mm -hmm. lot of situations that's so good. Do you find it hard to find someone that honors those things and the values that you carry as a, a Christian individual that, you know, you're, you're, you're staying abstinent until that you get married again? Is it hard to find uh, someone that honors yeah. those values? Yeah. Yes, it is. But we believe the story we tell ourselves. So I believe that we serve a God of abundance. He's not a poverty type of God. Mm -hmm. So just because I haven't found someone yet, or I might have been disappointed with my dating mm -hmm. history, doesn't mean that God doesn't have someone for me. Just mm -hmm. means I haven't found him yet, or yeah. he hasn't found me yet. 
Because I, what I don't want to do personally is have this story going on in my head, like all the good guys are gone, all of them are taken, there's nobody. No, we serve a God of abundance. Amen. I'm not gonna have a poverty mentality. That's I'm so not good. gonna compartmentalize my relationship with Jesus outside of my dating relationship. Yeah. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna lean on my own understanding of mm. this situation of what I see in my dating mm -hmm. world. I'm not gonna lean on that understanding. I'm gonna let it go, but in all my ways, I'm gonna acknowledge him and he's gonna direct my paths or make them straight. So if I just stick Amen. close to the vine, if I'm trusting him, I know mm -hmm. that if it's for me and mm -hmm. when it's the right time, that that will come. That's so good. You know what your your future spouse right now is like doing tough mutter races and like <laughs> getting some grit and staying abstinent and like he's praying for you too. <laughs> um, so that kind of goes along with like you know how do you feel about marriage again and 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 how how do you think your kids will feel about that too if you were to come to them with that? So I my um, ex husband got married already and I remember my kids. Um, in the very beginning, because there was so much change, divorce, then you know, remarriage. Mm -hmm. And I remember them feeling like I, we feel like we're losing dad. And so mm. they don't, they no longer feel that way, but during all of that time and that season they did. So I really, um, I'm conscientious about that. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I'm human and I'm a <laughs> right. woman and I want to go out. Like, I'm not going to let my kids keep me from, you know, right. dating, but they might be more protective of their mom though, huh? Yeah, they're yes. going to be more protective with me, but because they're boys, so I don't know if we've said that. Um, the thing is, I let them know, hey, I have this crush on this guy. I start like just putting little feelers oh, out that's, okay. so they can just to see their responses. I don't talk about this guy all the time or this. I don't do any of that or like, right. you know, yeah, I just every now and then just to get their feedback and try to create a safe space for them to tell me how they really feel mm -hmm. and then say, okay. And, and there's, I've talked to counselors. Ones have said, both of them said, you should wait until your children are 18. And yeah. then that's when you do love life. I mean, you can date, but don't bring them around your children. Right. And I am not personally, I don't think it's wise to bring men around your kids unless you are very or, you know, very confident that the relationship could progress yeah. into marriage. Um, my personal opinion. Or women, if it's the other. Or women. Yeah. If it's, yep, the other way around. Um, but uh, what we have together is as long as he's, um, there has to be a bond. We're a package deal. Mm -hmm. You're not just going to get me and they're going to be <laughs> yeah. in their rooms and you never <laughs> see them again <laughs> on the side. And if you think that I'm great, then you're going to think my children are great. Amen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, um, and in that case, then there has to be some sort of relationship. And, um, and then I plan to get tools and help of, and talk to my friends that do have blended families that are good and healthy and awesome. How did you do this? What did you right. do? How did you parent your kids? Cause if somebody yells at my child, I'm already like, I'm going to cut you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how do I change to, you know, to, yeah. to make room for this? So I'm still figure. I'm still That's good. deciding that stuff. I'm still figuring it out. No one has, I haven't yeah. brought necessarily anybody. I haven't gotten to that place yet. That's yeah. yet. That's good. That kind of goes along with this next question. I dislike my ex-husband's new spouse. Any advice on how to get along for the sake of our children? Okay. So this is what is an opportunity for you yeah. to show your kids 
what real love looks like. Mm. Because 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, mm -hmm. says nothing about like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know that that can be hard, and I know it can be a weird dynamic yeah. with right. ex-wife, you know, baby mama and new what wife. What if they parent differently? Than you? All, all of those yeah. things. Or don't parent. <laughs> but one thing, we don't have to co-sign on the choice that the spouse made. Mm. But we do get to That's good. give our kids permission to like them mm -hmm. and even love them. I remember my wow. kids looking at me, like waiting for my response. Like, is my because I felt they I felt like they felt like I was they were betraying me mm. by liking her. And I remember just I just said it almost every day I picked or not every day, but the times when I went and picked them up from their house. How did you, did you have fun? That's so awesome. What did you guys do? Mm -hmm, I bet mm -hmm. you love that with her. And just, you know, guys, it's okay to like her. You know that, right? Like mommy mm -hmm. wants you to like mm -hmm. her. I, maybe even one day you'll love her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause That's they're like, good. oh mom, we're never gonna love her. Right. Maybe one day you will. Right. So it's regardless of my own personal feelings, which I, I think she's fine in my mm -hmm. case, but- um, That's good. I have to demonstrate it's about my children. I have to make sure they have right. the safety to love and that and that our hearts will expand. Yeah. That our hearts will expand and bring more people into our fold. Right. And and you know, I really feel like if you're really struggling, pray for her or him. Mm -hmm. Because when we pray for people, God begins to give us a heart for the people that we're praying for. Yeah. And that and would compassion. That would probably also help like if it's reciprocated and maybe um, you know, when when you get married like it's like that same grace will be extended like hopefully it yeah right hopefully right like it <laughs> won't it, be like yeah you know it's like oh she, they didn't judge my my new spouse etc you know that she didn't withhold the children mm -hmm. from them you know it was it was uh yeah it was it matters on how because you know why this is what happens and sometimes when we go through hard things we want justice mm-hmm and if we don't see justice, sometimes we, we try to give it ourselves. Yes. So it's like, well, I, you know, we find mm -hmm. ways to punish. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like God yeah. told me in the very beginning. That's so good. I am the God of justice. Yep. You are not. So you have to it's... lay down this need to, for fairness mm -hmm. and to, you know, win because you were hurt or wounded. Mm. And so, I had to literally, cause there's times when I wanted to go on social media and like blast, like, you know what I mean? Or be passive aggressive or tell somebody that I knew that would blab it around the town. But I had to bite my tongue, sit on my hands, um, lock myself in a closet. I'm teasing, but honor, yeah. Yeah. honor, honor, honor. When you honor, God will honor you and he will, and it, it is a blessing. Mm -hmm. It is a blessing to honor. And because he is God of judge of, of, of justice, I, it then releases me mm -hmm. from having to dole it out. Yeah. And in the moments when something's not fair mm -hmm. for me, some, with some lawyer things, when something's not fair, God showed up on my behalf mm -hmm. because I did not try to, um, dole out justice. I let him take up, take mm -hmm. care of it. And I trusted him with the situations. Yeah. That's so good. Do you, okay. Um, to elaborate on that, not taking justice into your own hand. Is it turning the other cheek to injustice as well? Like when God's, you know, 
turning the other cheek? What if it's something that you really feel like you need to speak up on? So there's a difference. There's a difference between having a voice. Yes. And letting God be the ultimate decider and distribute how, you know what I mean? Orchestrate, right. you know, like move on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's okay to, I mean, we should have a voice. If we're respectful, we're honoring, even if we don't feel like it. I'm not great at this sometimes. I said some jerky things. If you saw some of the texts we used to send each other back and forth in the beginning, I am not a, you know, angel or saint when it comes to that stuff. But at the same time, I was learning. So I literally like, so let's say fast forward, some things came up. I remember I stood up for myself for something. Mm -hmm. And because I stood up, it, the reaction I got was not the best response. Mm. Um, but because I was healthy enough, I didn't just cow cower again. I didn't go, okay, well, if I just let this person have their way, mm -hmm. then there will be peace. Mm -hmm. But what mm -hmm. I learned was it didn't matter how much I let the person have the way there was still not peace. And essentially I was just being manipulated to do what they wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. And so, so I was like, no, I'm done. I'm standing up. This is what I'm standing up for. It caused a ripple effect. We had to go through all this stuff and I'm crying like God, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm feeling emotional about it. But in the end, I'm telling you mm -hmm. in the end, God literally moved on my behalf. God yeah. moved on my behalf. And I think part of that is because I did not, you, none of y'all know about it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? No, right. nobody, right. nobody knows about it except for my really, you know, really, really close friends. So it's like, it's important to honor, even if it doesn't feel fair, we trust God and we surrender mm -hmm. that need to him. That's so good. And he blessed you through it. You know, it's, it is easier said than done when you see yes. or have go through like injustice moments. I just like literally had these thoughts in my mind, like, you know, what if my kids were little and I went through that, I would probably be telling them like, you know, put some Legos at the foot of the bed <laughs> and do this to like, <laughs> I was trying to like a metal and do these things. Like I know my hus husband would probably do the same too. Like you're not going to call anyone dad or, you know, <laughs> things like that. But that's, that's so true. Like God has the best justice and fairness. A long time ago, he told me, Judy, um, my justice is better than your punishment. That's so good. It's like, because mine um, is, is, something lasting yours is like exhausting and tiring and it's 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 a role you take on that we shouldn't even take Amen. on that we don't so. and it releases of us of the anxiety yes. the feeling yeah. the emotion because god wants the best for your ex as well yes so i want his family in my situation to thrive mm -hmm. why because my kids are in that house right i want their marriage for to sure. be amazing i want their family dynamic to be amazing yeah. i don't want anything ill to come to them. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. What is something you learned about yourself through the pain you went through that you didn't know before? That's a good one. Mm. That I'm stronger than I thought I was. Mm. And that I'm enough. That you're enough. I'm enough. That's so good. I feel like that's for someone right now listening to as well. Like you're enough. Take yes. those words unto you like you are enough. If you could go back in a specific moment through your divorce, through your divorce journey and write yourself a note, what would that note say? I wrote this. Can I read it? Yes. Okay. Let me find it really quick. Um, because. 
I think this is also a really good question while she's looking for that is to ask yourself, like, if you could go back and maybe it's not necessarily divorce, but maybe it's a tough time, a trauma, a trial that you've gone through. If you can go back to that specific moment, maybe it's a trauma in your childhood. Maybe it's a really bad situation that you just overcame. If you can go back and write yourself a note, what would you say? Go ahead and write that to yourself and, and read it. I, I've done that and I've kept it in my Bible. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. um, I wrote, you will be healthy again. Hmm you will be happy again. Keep fighting forward. I know you can't see anything changing mm. and life seems to be getting worse, but it's worth it. Mm. I'm living these words right now. Don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. The work you're doing is worth it. You can't mm. see it, but it's worth it. Even if you don't feel God, he is working and moving and orchestrating to work all things for your good. You will discover who you really are and you will be so grateful for what the journey taught you. Amen. Your best days are ahead, I promise. I love that. I love that. Go back and listen to those words again in this recording and play it over again. <laughs> like that is right. so beautiful and meaningful when it comes from you. Like it, you have the power to speak life over yourself. Yes. Like God says, our words speak life or death. The death and life is in the power of the tongue. So you just literally gave your soul, your spirit so much life mm -hmm. with that note. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you're living it out. Yeah. Um, and our final question is, what is something you would say to someone watching that feels defeated because they've been through a divorce and have lost hope in their future love life? You know, just like where I was at, I could not see past my pain. And sometimes we feel defeated, like we say the word feel, because our emotions and how we're feeling kind of can blind us to truth. Sometimes we can use what we're feeling to um, preempt what, what the truth is. And the truth is, is that God has a future for you. The truth is that your best days are ahead. The truth is you have a hope in Jesus. So as when we're feeling, and we know we talked about that a lot, but we can never allow our feeling to become the absolute truth mm -hmm. because the absolute truth tells us something different. Mm -hmm. The absolute truth tells us that we're worthy, that um, we're enough that um, his grace is sufficient for Amen. us. So I understand the feeling in the moment and feeling defeated. That is real. Mm -hmm. That is a real life thing. But, 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 but like, I don't know. I, I almost want to say, just put a, put a placeholder there. Don't d just don't know that God mm -hmm. has more, that it's, it's a comma and not a period. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, and that as you feed your spirit and your soul, that your hope mm -hmm. will be resuscitated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come because you watch a ton of love stories or read a whole bunch of love mm -hmm. books or you're fantasizing in your head about what life is going to look like. It comes from God's word. That's where real resuscitation Amen. of your heart Amen. comes from. That's where real hope is going to be birthed. And I promise you that God will bring into your life a blessing, mm -hmm. something good, 
and he's preparing you for it. Amen. That's so good. If you're watching now and, and um, maybe you had a question that we didn't get to, feel free to write it on the comments. But some of you are, are joining us live and that was so good. But I just want to open it up to you, Jacinda, if you, if you feel led to just pray over anyone or anything. But we definitely just want to pray and cover you because we know you're not watching by accident. You logged on here for a reason, and I was, I want to also thank you for the courage to share what you shared with such grace, with such honor, with such covering as well, um, and such transparency and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I know I was telling her before this, uh, before we prayed and started this, that during my prayer time today, I saw that the words that she was sharing today, there's someone out there listening that, and I'll share this and, and let her pray that. I, ha- I saw a heart and the heartbeat was going slower and slower because it was losing hope. And as Jacinda was sharing her story, her testimony, that heart began to beat faster and faster and faster again, the way that a normal beat should go because it was being defibrillated with, with hope again. It was being resurrected to move forward, to continue. There's someone that's saying, I can't anymore. You, right. put, you were, were put on pause from, from trauma, from, from a divorce, from what you went through. And God is giving you like that defibrillation of hope through her story. So I just want to share that like, it's not done. Um, your story is, is not over. That's right. And I wanted to share this verse in Hebrews 10, 36, simply endure for when you have done as God requires of you, you will receive the promise. Right. I'm going to say it again. Simply endure. You may be like, please, Pastor G, like, I am not going to No, this is too painful. I know. I know. Simply endure for when you have done as God requires of you, you will receive the promise. And what if you're like, well, what does that look like for me when, when I went through a divorce or I went through this, like, your marital status does not Come stop on. the destiny or the promise over your life. Amen. So, yeah, I'm going to just Amen. hand it over to you. However, I just you want to read share. a couple of scriptures. Yes. I, in 1 Peter 5.10, the Bible says in the message version, the suffering won't last forever. Mm. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ. That's so good. Eternal and glorious plans they are. will have you put together and on your feet for good. Mm. So I just want to speak to the person that feels like I, I can't go on another day. Mm. I cannot do this anymore. I don't have the strength to do it. I'm tired. I'm tired emotionally. I'm tired physically Mm. and I'm tired mentally and no one understands and no one sees me. Lord, we lift up that person right now. God, I ask that you would be with them. God, that you would remind them that suffering won't last forever, that this is a season and that you have their back, God, that you have them and that you're with them in the moment. And that even if they can't feel or see you, that they would trust that you are working on their behalf for their good. Lord, we thank you that their future is sure. We thank you that their story is not done. It is not over. And Lord, I ask that you would endue them with supernatural strength. Just, I just pray just supernatural strength, supernatural joy that God, as they wait on you, they don't like, even if they're not praying or worshiping, but they just like, God, I'm here. 
help yes. that your Holy Spirit yes, would yes, come yes. in as he's being invited to bring hope and healing mm -hmm. and help mm -hmm. and to give mm -hmm. specific direction. I just, somebody's saying, I just need specific direction. I don't mm -hmm. know what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And in those situations, I'm going to ask that the That's Holy so Spirit would bring Rhema so word to you that yes. as you're searching out God's, God's scripture, as you're searching out, um, so um, biblical counsel, that the Lord would give you like just a Rhema word. This is what you do in this situation. Mm. Um, because sometimes, you know, the Bible doesn't give like, like, you know, when you have to go to court, what mm -hmm. do you do? Mm -hmm. But the Lord can use his word to speak exactly what he's having you to do. And for those that feel like, I feel like this is what God's saying to me, but my friends or my family are not co-signing. I mm. want to say to you, you stick with what the Lord is telling you to do yes. as long as yes. it's lining up with his word, because God will give specific mm -hmm instruction mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. how do we hear his instruction staying close to him mm -hmm. getting close to him staying close to the vine he will not leave you he will not leave you mm -hmm. but the bible says we search his heart out and as we Come search on. out his heart he will reveal what mm -hmm. we're supposed to do in those situations that's so good come on I hope you received that and yes. felt that um, as you were releasing those powerful words of affirmation and speaking life. I just um, saw this vision of different people watching that had felt excluded from mm. their faith, from the church, from friends, isolated because of a divorce, just get empowered with hope again. So I uh, please send us your testimonies, send us how, how this encouraged you and empowered you and Thank you again so much for saying yes. Uh, <laughs> I know when I asked her, she was like, um, um <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely saw that, you know, some of you have felt like in shame or embarrassed and your, your love, you're right. accepted, your destiny is not over. It's not done. And hearing her incredible story. And if you just logged on now and you missed it, go back and watch the recording here after this, the playback, share it with anyone that you feel like, Hey, I, I, maybe I'm not going through a divorce, but I know a friend that did send this to them. It'll, they'll be empowered and encouraged and everything you've gone through won't be wasted. Right. Look at this amazing, phenomenal woman by my side that has so much strength. Like she said, I didn't realize how strong I was. And unfortunately she went through what she went through, but she also gained more right. than what the enemy thought she lost. That's right. That's right. And so we don't let it take you out. Divorce is not going to take you out. Amen. Can Amen. you say that one more time? Divorce is not going to take you out. Amen. Amen. Write in the comments. Amen. <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Thank you for watching. Yes. You're worth it. And just, just to remind you, you know, you are worth it no matter what you went through. Have an awesome night.